Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Temple of Who podcast. I am your co-host, Coach Mabels, a.k.a. J. Mabes, here, as always, with Kings. It's just one of those episodes, you know, that just happens to be recorded when, you're, when your agenda looks good, man. Uh, My boy, <laughs> y- y- Giannis, Nacho Decumpo, two straight historic games, uh, back-to-back 40-point games. I think the only people who did it in finals history is like five names, and it was like Shaq, Rick Barry, Michael Jordan. Uh, it was crazy. Like about the company that has that he entered tonight uh, was crazy. Bucks take care of home court. Down to two one. Down we down two one now on the back of Giannis going crazy. Second straight game. A lot went right. We'll get into it. But obviously, has to start with Giannis. Kings man, this is back to back games where he's just kind of, you know being a train going through and, and the Suns have no answer for him. Is, is this kind of concerning for, for Phoenix going forward or is this the game that the, you know, Bucks are quote unquote supposed to win? Talk to me. Yeah, I think it's, it's very concerning. Um, it's, it's funny because, you know, it was Suns fans when I said, oh, he scored it on Aiden. First of all, you know, I can tweet whoever, my mutuals, however I please. Like, <laughs> like, look, bro, when we talk with people we know, it's not like we kind of understand where we're coming from. We're not trying to talk to each other for some random weirdos to en- engage with us and for, you know what I mean? Cause they're mad that their team lost. Like second of all, like there's no agenda. Like people were saying I had an agenda with the tweet. Like, man, I said before the series, I thought Aiden would clamp Giannis. So why yeah. would I now tar- turn on Aiden if I thought Aiden was going to clamp Giannis? If anything, I wouldn't even be, t- I would be trying to downplay what Giannis is doing, but I can't, I can't lie. You know what I mean? They can't stop him. Like, that's just what it comes down to. It's that plain and simple. They can't stop him. That's why he's going to the line. They're talking about all these free throws. But look, you're sending him to the line on purpose. The rest know that. Like, the rest know that you are intentionally fouling him. So, yes, there are some questionable calls here and there. But understand, the culmination of the foul calls is because you are intentionally fouling him. Like, regardless of whether there's some bad calls here and there or not, you are intentionally fouling him, so you are going to have a disparity regardless of the situation. And we already know NBA NBA refs is inconsistent, so what do you think they're going to do when they know you as a team are trying to foul this guy every single time? So lean, you, lean right like, into that. Like what, like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Like, they're acting like that's not part of their game plan to foul. If Giannis was missing his free throws, they would not care. <laughs> like, this would not – if Giannis was – like eight of 17, nine of 17, or even 10 of 17, no one would care. No one would care that he went there 17 times because it was successful. We did our job. We stopped them from getting easy twos. We made them have a a bad points per possession because we sent him to the line. He couldn't make his free throws. 
that was great execution. But because he made his free throws and because he dominated and because he got Aiden in foul trouble, now it's well, the rest are giving them free throws. Like, come on, man. Like, you guys are getting dominated by Giannis. That's what's happening. And it's cause to be concerned because Milton hasn't even given us his 30-point home home. (laughs) He hasn't given us that patented, oh, I'm a Hall of Famer today type game. You know what I'm saying? So if Giannis can keep playing like this, and he can because they can't stop him one-on-one, and also the Chris Paul brought that we have to bring out the wall, but I don't think he understands that the reason why your wall isn't working is because they're finally doing what we said that they should have been doing. They're posting Giannis up. You can't make a wall on a post, bro, because it has to be a hard double. And when it's a hard double, it's easy to pass out of that because he's posting up. The reason why we said the wall was effective is because the dude was trying to dribble his way into three people on a set defense with everyone in front of him and keeping Giannis in front. When Giannis back is to the basket, he's closer to the basket number one. So you have to, you you know, cover more ground off your three-point shooter to come help. And number two, if, if you do come help, it's easier for him to see who's open because the whole floor is opened up. You know, you're not, you're not next, you're not, you know, in a lane with a bunch of bodies in there. You have to look through a bunch of people. It's easy. Post right there. You know what I mean? You have your strong side three-pointer right there. You have your weak side three-pointer right there. It's a lot of space for you as a passer to survey the terrain, and you know the basket is right next to you. So if the help don't come in on time as a power play, you could score pretty quickly if you get a quick, you know, move. So, look, it's it's it's. I don't think they can stop Giannis at this point because Bud has found out how to counter the wall, and two, they could they probably wouldn't be able to make a good wall anyway because they just don't have the primary defenders. Right, I was going to say that. It's a body Giannis. So I don't even think the wall would be effective from them anyway. Three, Aiden can't stick Giannis one-on-one because he doesn't have the foot speed to do that, and he's going to get in more foul trouble again. So it's like you can't stop Giannis, you know, without doubling. At this point, you just have to double and just make, you know, Make Middleton, Drew Holiday. That just has to be there. They just have to make Middleton, Drew Holiday beat you. That's the Suns. That has to be your game plan. Um, sending to Giannis to the line is a risky maneuver. If he hits it, you're in trouble. Like today, if he misses, you probably win the you probably win the game or control the game. <sighs> they don't have much for Giannis, bro. Like this. Yeah, I was just, I just don't. And going back to the to the free throw thing, you took it a couple places, which is fine. Going back to the free throw thing. Middleton didn't shoot a free throw in the first two games. I remember in, first, in game one, he was actually trying to go in the cup. Like, it was a few times he got buffed, and people were like, whoa. And then, like you said, you know, a lot of the time it's just fouling Giannis on purpose. You know how refs are. They're going to lean into that. It's like, well, they're trying to foul him anyway. So they start to lean into, you know, calling those type of ticky-tack calls. And then the, as far as the wall goes, yeah, it's just like, you know, Toronto had a Kawhi they could throw on him, you know, you had the Miami Heat who can throw several guys on them in addition to having, you know, Bam on the backside. I just don't think those teams have the personnel to try to build a wall. Also, I will give Giannis some credit. He's doing a great job of recognizing the defender in front of him mm-hmm. and, and attacking accordingly. Like, if it's, if it's Aiden, I'll get my face up and blow by you. If it's anybody else who's smaller, okay, we're going on the block, and I'm going to score or force a double. And it, always wasn't, it wasn't always like that with him. So that's a step forward. I think um, – Damon made a great point about if you look at Giannis's process from the Nets series to now, it's like two different seasons. It's so much better his decision making as far as you know uh, how to attack whoever's guarding him. And I have Absolutely. to give him, I have to give him credit for that. You know, going within the same playoffs. So yes, yeah, so I was about to say staff, yeah. that is within the same playoffs because it's night and day what we're seeing between right, the, uh, right now and from the. Um, 
and from what you call it, the net series. Right. You know what I mean? Like he looks almost like a complete different day. He's under control. He's not taking, you know what I mean? He but he took that three that ringed in and out, I think uh on, on uh, I think in like late third, and they say, Oh, that's just his second three point. I'm like, he's learned, you know, he's learned. He's learned <laughs> that he doesn't need to force threes. He, he can space the floor without shooting threes. He's understood how to to dribble in and pull up. And a lot of people are now watching you asking like, hold on, hold on, hold on. This guy got some skill. You know, I'm seeing the pull up twos. I'm seeing the post moves. I'm seeing the turnarounds. The one legged, the one legged joint. I'm like, hold. Then people are like, hold on, hold on. It's not all strength here. What's going on? He got some. He got some nice game. And the thing is, he's had this. He's always had this. It's just that he hasn't utilized it as much in certain in you know, certain stretches these past two years. And a part of that, I believe, is coaching because the coach wasn't putting in his position for him to showcase that. But he had this talent when he was with, uh, you know, Jason Kidd. I, one of the one of the ones I remember is his ter- is a game winner on Melo when Melo was a Nick. Like he showed this type of you know in between a, a game before. Uh, it was just up to the coach to help embolden him to be able to use these things. But give credit to Bud; he's adjusted fantastically, putting Giannis. There. And my thing with Bud is not just posing Giannis; it's the off-ball movement around Giannis. He's not yep. just having guys stand there where it's easy to come off and help. He's having guys be effective, cutting, moving around, making it hard for the Suns to help off, which gives Giannis time to go create his move. So excellent adjustments there by Bud with the off-ball movement off the post. This is what we were t- saying Vogel needed to do. Like, this is what we say when we talk about coaching, guys. When we talk about coaching, you know what I mean? Like, these are <laughs> coaches can do. You can do these things. If you have the right offensive mind, you can do these things. Not, It's not, I mean, like, this helps teams and help players. And credit to Bud, he's helping Giannis, you know, go to another level. Like, I, I, I we blasted Bud, man. But like I said, we don't, we don't try to, you know, we don't try to, you know, stick and be hard-headed. When guys, you know, change, when guys get better, we acknowledge that. You're right. It didn't – perfect. That's the thing, the thing you said about Bud, perfect. And I just – that is a perfect segue to Drew Holiday. We were riding Drew about his bad games you know, in, on this pod, in the spaces. Mm-hmm. That was – that defensive performance he put on, that, that that is as good as it gets in today's NBA as far mm-hmm. as guards go. Um I also give Middleton some credit too. They had Book in absolute hell taking the most shots and quietly since they went away from that drop coverage, letting Chris Paul walk into the middies mm-hmm. and having Drew and Chris and the other guards fight over the screens. Uh, Chris Paul has 10 turnovers the last two games. That's five per game. Um, you got Book. His efficiency is way down because he's not mm-hmm. walking into his shooting gallery. So I have to give credit to Drew, at least defensively. Offensively, he did make five threes tonight. Maybe that's if, if that stays consistent, we can get three or four threes to fall per game in the series. That is great for the Bucs. I mean, I'm of the mindset, honestly, because of how Giannis is. If those two other guys in the Bucks show up, you know, the series leans heavily in favor of Milwaukee if those get those two to show up every month. Yeah, man. The issue is, and I think we both allude to this, is can Chris and Drew get their game of travel because – as the road team in this series, you have to win when it, on the road at some point. That is going to be the ultimate key. They can get those guys to play well uh, on the road. And just, you know, we've never subscribed to this, but that Giannis has the Robin theory it just, is just dead now. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, it was that, and then it was the the other one that kind of, you know, had some legs, unfortunately. You know, yeah, oh my all, all respect to former players. Uh, you guys were there. Yeah. You have the experience. But I have to, you know, vehemently disagree that 
uh, when Giannis is going like that isn't necessarily good for the team. That's probably one of the most ridiculous talking points I've ever heard uh, on NBA Twitter. He, did, he literally did this. He did the same thing That's tonight. What I said. But, but because Drew Drew Holiday decided to make his shots this right. game at home, and he decided to make the shots this game, they blew him out. Like, come on, it was ridiculous. The, they took the, enough shots to get into rhythm. They missed the shots. Well, part of that was them being in a hostile environment on the road. They came home into a better crowd that was pro them, that, you know, that was helpful for their confidence. And what happened? Drew Holiday, a role player, played better because he was in a better environment. Like, this is just common sense. Like, what are we doing here? It's, you, you can't be so hell-bent on, you know, a, a proclamation that you can't adjust. Like, that's just, <laughs> that's just, like, it's people want so hard for what they say to be correct. They'll find any way to make it make sense, even when it doesn't make any sense. Like, come on, man. Like, no, no, bro. Like, Giannis, <laughs> if, if if Drew Holiday and Tris Milton played like that last game, they they win. They win by double digits because you know what? It was a six-point game in the fourth quarter, like I right. said. Like I said, I'm not – I told you guys at the space, I'm not moved by this game. That, you I'm know, not, I got I to gotta give you your flowers for that because I think you were the only one who was like – uh, I actually feel kind of okay if I'm a Milwaukee. You were the only one who wasn't who wasn't because, panicking because it was like they couldn't stop Giannis, and it was literally <laughs> Drew and and Chris Milton were average. They win, right? Like, they all they had to do was average. Yeah, they wouldn't even have to be that'd be not even just not terrible, and they win that game. Exactly, like Milton was average today. Drew Holiday was good, and they blew him out by twenty. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's why I was like, bro, like, no, like it's not that difficult here. Drew Holiday and Chris Milton just have to play average. Because they can't stop Giannis, and as long as them two play average, they'll probably be able to win any of these games. If they play good, they're in a good they're in a good position. You know right. what I mean? So it's like, come on, y'all. Because yeah, I don't think they're gonna be like right. Because like they're not gonna be able to do anything to really much put Giannis so farther away from the basket. He's just it's just a wrecking ball right now. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I agree. Move, moving over to the Phoenix side of things. So so where are we here? You know, they do have the 2-1 lead as pro Milwaukee as we were in the first part of the show. Um, you had Aiden in foul trouble. Aiden had a tremendous first half. That was special, by the way, to watch. Mm-hmm. Just his touch. Oh, yeah, he, it's incredible. Um, great, man. He's been great. Booker was awful. Chris Paul had a good start. Kind of tailed off. Um, I think what's bad for Phoenix is you raced to one of Crowder's hot games. Mm-hmm. So he, he's up and down. Uh, so I don't know if he'll get six for seven from three again. Uh, so you know that 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 might be kind of iffy going forward. But what what is your mindset right now if you are Phoenix? Oh man, if I'm Phoenix, man, I gotta tell players to to 
man. You know how you know how I don't know if you if you were here at the t- at the era of when we played football. Uh, some football players, man, they used to take ibuprofen before the game to get you know for the pre to get themselves pre prepared for the the headache that was gonna come with the stick marks. Sons, <laughs> man, I'm telling all my players, hey man, if hey, get the get the ibuprofen in your body, we gonna play some football today because we gotta stop this dude. We gotta do whatever we can to limit this guy from get, you know from game forty. Like, let's make him get thirty. Like let's start there. Like let's do whatever we can to make him score thirty. You know what I mean? And give ourselves a shot and make Drew Holiday or Middleton have to to match his thirties for them to win. That's gotta be my first. My first thing is, hey, boys, we got to get physical and we got to make Giannis earn it. Like, in inside, we have to make him earn it inside and we got to get physical with him. That's my first adjustment. My, my second one is I need to figure out a way by any means to get Devin Booker going. Like, I have to get him going. I have to look to make sure, you know, I'm getting the ball in his spots. Um, I'm, I'm, I have to look to make sure that I'm telling Chris Paul, hey, take some of these possessions off play off ball and let Devin Booker get in to try to get himself, you know, going. Because people are talking all day about, oh, well, it's John's stopping guys from getting rhythm. But you don't hear this stuff with Chris Paul, who actually is you know, <laughs> the ball I, I, I got packed up when I suggested it. You know what I mean? You're not actually hearing this stuff with Chris Paul where it's like, hey, you know, we need possessions where Devin Booker can get the rock and, and the team can play off him so he can build, play himself into some type of rhythm. Because the thing with playing, you know, Chris Paul ball – where every where he you're having him dictate every possession is that every possession becomes that much more magnified, and that's so difficult to do. You have to have you have to have you have to be an elite playmaker, like top top of the line playmaker, which Chris Paul is. But here's the other thing: you have to be you gotta be the top of the line scorer, yeah. because when your other guys aren't scoring, you better be able to go get that bucket. Because every possession is magnified. So if your other guys can't score, you got to be able to score. That's why Luca can play that way, uh, you know, here and there. You know, it's still up to the air with he can win that way. That's why LeBron can play that way. This is why it works the best with LeBron because he can go get a bucket whenever. You know what I mean? That's why teams hate playing that pace, that tempo uh, style with LeBron because they know with LeBron, not only is he able to get other guys the best looks, but if all else fails, he can go get the bucket himself. And that's the thing that has always affected Chris Paul because he's six foot and because he has limitations as a scorer because of his size, it's, it's, it's like it bites him in the butt because he forget. you know, sometimes we forget he's six foot. So when they're sitting on the passing lanes and they're saying, hey, go beat us to the rim and go make a tough finish, all of a sudden these possessions of Chris Paul ball become lost possessions because now you're picking you're picking on his weaknesses as a scorer and he can't make up for it in a way that a guy like LeBron can. So that's why, you know, it's important that they say, hey, you got to get Devin Booker going this game. We don't get Devin Booker going, we're not winning the game for it. That just has to be the mentality offensively. And, and if we don't make Giants work to get to 30, we're not winning game four. That has, those two has to be the key uh, points coming into the next game. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I was like, it's it's something like, you know, it's tough to stop him, but you can't have him at 30 in three quarters back-to-back games. Like, that yeah, means you, you can't run it up. Like, that, that's hard to withstand at, at that point. So, I, I would agree with that. And I think it has a little bit of a, you know, you have a, definitely have a little bit of credence there with the point about uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker having to, you know, 
kind of have to meet in the middle as far as controlling possessions or initiating. Because just from a rhythm standpoint, I think they both kind of have to get going. I think Chris had it going early. And I honestly thought, but I didn't love Book's shot selection tonight. Like he was just making it real tough for himself. Uh, and I said, a lot of this credit goes to, uh, and Drew, uh, like that, like that, if watch Drew Holiday, you know, if you can't get a chance, replay how he's fighting over these pick and roll screens to make sure that those, that Booker or CP cannot get switched off onto a big and get comfortable, you know, to try to attack. Like that, that was special stuff. And I think it really affected what Phoenix was kind of doing. They're going to have to adjust or, you know, set some more doubles or, or, or staggers and stuff like that because, you know, Drew was working his ass off to make sure that they have to score on him and not a big. So, and also to your point, Bobby Portis, when he did switch, did a way better job of not reaching. People. Way better job. When he, when he decided to stop reaching, he was way better out in space against those guys. So credit to Bobby Portis as well. He was great today too. So I told y'all, man, he could stay in front. He just had to, he was just gambling too much. He just had to, all he needed to do was trust his feet and make, Hey, if they make a tough, if they make a tough jumper on you, so be it, bro. If if you can stop them from getting to their spot, but you contest it and they hit the jumper, Hey, you're a big, you know what I mean? I can't trust you to stop a guy from getting to a spot as a big man all the time. But if you're there, you're making a tough look, you did your job as a big, like that's, that's all you can do is, contest and, and make try to make the miss. Whew. So now we've broken down this thing from game five. So how do you, or from game three, excuse me, how are you feeling going into game four? How are you leaning? Like I said, I think Chris Middleton is due. So I'm leaning Milwaukee. Like we have to get a 30 point Chris Middleton home game. And <laughs> that has to happen. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, game four is a perfect time to go two two. Yeah, and 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 that was my thing, man. Like before the series, I said Bucks and seven. Yeah, you know, my thought process has always been, uh, Giannis is going to get his. Maybe not. I didn't think Giannis was going to be this dominant, but I thought he would get his, uh, like, pretty comfortably. Um, if Drew and Chris show up, it's. I think it just becomes tough for Phoenix at that point because Giannis takes so much attention to stop. And those guys can kind of run wild if, you know, if Giannis is going crazy. So that, that, that was my mindset. That's why I said Bucks, you know, in seven. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. I also lean towards a tie. And I think whoever wins that game five is probably going to win a series, in, in my opinion. So, you know, that that's kind of, you know, where I lean. Um, one last bit of basketball before we get out of here. Uh, it was just an exhibition, just an exhibition. Team USA did lose to Nigeria. Shout out Kings. Uh yes, <laughs> in the uh, in the friendly nineteen eighty seven. Nigel I know um, they carry last uh, <laughs> shout out my Nigel boys. Right. Um first of all, shout out Mike Brown, man. Uh yeah. Definitely been looking for a, a, another head coaching gig since the second since the Cleveland stint uh went kind of awry uh towards the end. Uh looking for another gig. Um but he's done great things with Nigeria Bounce. I read the article about the the um, just the chemistry and the culture that he's built there in, mm-hmm. in his time there amongst the players. They got nine NBA players. Uh, crazy words, not really any stars, just a lot of real good, you know, hustle guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, role player guys. guys who, can really, who can really shoot it. But you could just tell against the game, Team USA, A, uh, they weren't going all the way, you know, all the way 100, 100 uh, 110%. Uh, and B, they just haven't been together that long. But as we both have alluded to, the the international competition is 
so much different now that a half-ass effort just doesn't get it done anymore. Like you have to play now at the international level to 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 win. So that's that's not going to get it done. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I mean, I don't know why they think they they don't need to. Right. I mean, <laughs> two thousand six, they two thousand sixteen, they scraped. They barely right. they barely got that goal. 2012, you know, they had trouble. They had some troubles, uh, you know, along the way. Uh, 2008, we all saw Spain, you know, compete and hang, even when they were all business and strict. Like they were serious that whole right. run. And even then, Spain was, you know, battling them and, and, and you know, making it tough. So, you know, what I mean, it, it's one of those things where you have to buy into your role. And I think that's the thing with Nigeria is that, and why, you know, Mike Brown was successful. He had a system and he had a bunch of guys who know their role, who were able to play in that role and be allowed themselves to be coached and to, and to be able to run the system that they had. And, you know what I mean? That's the thing I think, I don't know, I don't watch a lot of Canada games, but you know what I mean? But like, I feel like if you have a bunch of NBA players, but they don't understand how to play in a role, right. they allow themselves to be coached, you can easily fail. Like you saw with the, with Team USA, like, you know, in, in the in exhibition, uh, and, and one of the things we have to understand, too, is FIBA is a lot more physical. Yes. Uh, that style is just not going to – it's not something you want to to have. I think Team USA might have made a grave mistake uh, trying to bring that approach uh, to, 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 this, uh, to this Olympics. It almost cost them the last one, so I don't know why. I, I just don't understand why they brought that again. Like, it literally almost cost them in 2016 the gold. You know, what I mean, if I'm not mistaken, it took a lot of hero uh, bought uh, ISO efforts, and then obviously Olympic Mellow, who's probably the best Olympic, you know, hooper. Man, in USA that history. boy is special. <laughs> in the Olympics, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's like literally took heroics, you know what I mean, for them to win, and yet they still brought another soft front court with suspect perimeter defense, and that suspect perimeter defense got attacked. All games, so all, every team is going to attack that. Oh, I can only imagine what Luke is going to do to their guards. Like you know, what I'm saying like it's, it's like yeah, it's like that that second half, man. It was uh, it was it was uh, this is defensively. Before we get to there's something I don't want to stop and say. I want to get your uh, your your opinion on, but defensively, yeah, Dame and Bill, man, like it was man, nasty. It's throwing think, them in every action. I mean, yeah. I think like 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 they they have to understand that this is not the NBA. You know, you had a great tweet <laughs> where it's like guys are so used to uh, to just running into defenders and looking at Tony Brothers and stuff. <laughs> also, they call a foul, but that's not going to happen here. Right. You know I mean, that's that's not going to happen here. So you you know, I mean, you are gonna have to get your bucket the honest way. You are gonna have to play some honest hoop. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, look, they have the talent advantage. They have to get serious and they have to be coachable. Those are two things I'm not sure they can do with this roster. I, I think they're in trouble, and I don't think they're in trouble, like I said, be just not just because. Remember, I think I told you, Maples. I think I told you I was I was worried about their roster. Yeah, last week, last, last week on the show. Yeah, yeah. I think I said it. I was like, man, I'm, I'm concerned with this team. <laughs> I got proven right, man. I'm like, I'm concerned with them, bro. Ah, uh, I don't want to say it. I really don't think they. <laughs> It's, uh, it's crazy to say, right? But it's like I really just don't think they're gonna win gold, bro. I'm funny because you know, you know, oh, man. you know the the LeBron and Steph difficult. They're gonna have a field day if they don't. Uh. Oh man, <laughs> like I, I hate. I don't want to say because they're the favorites. They can easily turn around and win. But man, with the way the international teams have gotten better from the African 
you know, hoops to European. Obviously, you know how the Euros get down. They took a gamble, man. They, they but, took so I have a gamble. question. Like, why, you know, obviously he's in the final. Obviously, no, nobody knew like he was going to explode like this, man. But instead of a uh, instead of a, a Kevin Love, why not a guy like DeAndre Ayton, man? You know, just to, you know, you need a guy like that who just, I'm, I'm a roll, I'm a protect the rim. Like, remember they, like, you know, they all had that, a Tyson Chandler on that team, yeah. and a Dwight exactly. Howard. Dwight like, Howard. a guy who understands, like, I'm a block shots, I'm your roll, live threat. I'm going to be the physical presence against these European teams. Like, they even don't have their, that. Even their finesse guys were, like, seven foot, you know, Chris right. Bosch. You know what I mean? Like, they had guys who, even their finesse guys were, like, footers. You know, it's literally their best interior defender is 6'9", bro. Yeah. It's still. This is concerning. It's it'll concerning, be like, it's, like it's, it's a little, it feels a little, like, those teams got seven footers. Like, I saw Luis Scola out there. Like, he could still play. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a good team. They're seven footers and they and they're skilled in the post. Exactly. And, and, and FIBA lets post play get happen. That's the thing that that people forget too in FIBA. You know, people forget they let post play develop if, with FIBA rules because you're allowed to be physical as an offensive player. Also on defense, so you're allowed to play post defense, but you're allowed to be physical as an offensive post player. So you, they, they can't just beat you up and then if you try to fight back, you know, for position, all that, it's an offensive foul. Nah, they're not going to call that. Right. And, that was, yeah. call that. And, and I thought that was, somebody made a great tweet about how you don't really feel the depth of the American center until you watch international play. Because oh, Jokic, Jokic, Embiid, right, those guys, you know, Giannis, Giannis like those guys are, 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 you know, international technically, you know what I'm saying? So American-wise, you got Cat. And, 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 but the thing is, and this is the crazy part, and this is where people get into the whole nationality stuff. But even the cat, right? That's a Dominican, right? Um, that's why he don't play in Team right, USA, right. right? Then you have the bad who is playing. He could easily play for Team Nigeria if he wanted to. You know what I mean? Because of his, you know, his his background with his dad, and obviously we know his name. If he wanted to, he he, he probably he could get dual citizenship because of his dad being a, a natural. He could play for team for Nigeria if he wanted to. That's their best big right now. And then the true best big that they have, the true best center that they have, who is the best center in the world, thinks he's a power forward. So it's, it's very, <laughs> it's just very sad times right now for, for, for the big man in America. And then the next up and coming big man who everyone wants to paint is probably going to paint as the great white hope. And I, I like Chet Holmgren. I think Holmgren's a great prospect. Like I, let me let's, let me get this clear. I like Shea Homer. I I think he's skilled. I think he has some nice qualities that can translate. But that dude just got dominated by a, a Frenchman who looks like he's he's a phenom. Yeah, like, Victor is special. Victor is special. Boy, he looks like he's <laughs> he dominated shit. So yes, America has issues. <laughs> you know what I mean with right. the, the center position, and they're not they don't look like they're catching up to the world with that big man spot. Right, it's right, right. Just what the league is, man. I, I, I find it funny that the the NBA, like, they kind of copied Europe with the like the the freedom of with this, you know, opening the up the floor style, play. Right? Yeah, yeah, but they didn't they didn't take take the physicality. Where I just I just it'd be interesting to watch. Anyway, the thing I wanted to ask you about um, a lot of the worries were defensively, but offensively, it's a little worrisome because their their best playmaker is Draymond, and yeah. you know. Those those European teams, they're not going to guard him. Oh no, they won't. So you saw that maybe that last like, play, they yeah, left. Mar was having a field. They <laughs> <laughs> right. So like so that like that's the issue. Like if Draymond is the best playmaker on the team, like 
Um, Dame is okay. Uh, KD's okay. Levine's okay. Yeah, Levine's okay, but it's like Levine's okay. It's just these guys don't have a natural. Okay, I'm a point guard. I'm gonna and even the guys that are coming like uh, Drew's not a natural. Middleton's not a natural. Those are guys are gonna have. Even though I think Drew will be very big for their defense. Like I didn't know how much he was gonna play. Drew was gonna play just off the strength of his defense. He's gonna play. So offensively, that is kind of what like when they needed offense. Like usually over the course of the game, like your talent wins out. But later when it got tight. And it was time to produce a bucket when everything got tighter. Uh, that kind of stuck out to me. So, what do you think about the offensive makeup of this team? Yeah, it comes down to uh, what somebody was saying is that they don't have role players. Yeah, you know, what I mean? they don't have guys who you'll say, "Hey, um, you know, we're gonna play twenty-four minutes. We're not gonna feature you in ISO, play defense, and uh, <laughs> run the offense when you get the rock." Uh, we're going to go through KD first. If KD don't got it, then we'll go through uh, Zach Levine because they're bigger scorers. If he don't got it and if you have a mismatch with, you know, off a pick and roll situation and off, of, you know, and they switch and you have a big on you, hey, take this. But if you don't have that, you know what I'm saying, and you have an ISO matchup with a smaller guard, you know, don't take him to the rim and try to collapse the help because this is more physical. They're not going to call it. Try and set up the other offense see if they can get an easy look. Like, that's what you're asking guys like Dame and Brad Beal to do. You're literally asking them to, hey, we're not running offense through y'all. Get the ball to Kevin Durant. Yeah, just like, they don't have a guy who's like, who's, who's first, whose first inclination is to, you know, create for somebody else aside from Draymond. But Draymond won't score. So, like, it's like even he's missing something. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to watch, man. Like, it's like, it's a little bit. I think Carter Shade, uh, shout out Carter Shade. He had a pretty good tweet. He was like, um, you know, this is a B minus team. Yeah. And it's like, he's not sure if that medals anymore because of the international competition. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm not. I mean, sure. I mean, it hasn't, it hasn't medaled before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it hasn't medaled before. And since then we put out all A teams. I mean, we put out an A plus team in 08. We put out an A to A plus team in 2012. And we put out an A minus team in 2016. And we almost got you no know, loss in 2016 because right. we put out an A minus team. So it's like, I don't know why, why we thought putting a B minus team <laughs> was going to make our, the situation any better. You know what I mean? Like, it's just really just people will really see that international play because of FIBA rules, because of the, the talent that's coming internet from internationally, they're here. And, and people will really right. understand that basketball is a team game. It doesn't matter how good individually people are. You still have to play, share the ball, and play within a concept, play within a system. Can you play your role? That still always matters at the end of the day. Yep, and that is a great way to top that off. That'll be very interesting to see. Like the basketball is going to be really fun this year. Australia has a pretty good team. Definitely going to be watching France. Like it's going to be real fun this uh, this summer. I'm looking forward to it, man. Ooh, man. Like you said, I think somebody you raised it. But y'all lucky, uh, Giannis don't step on that Nigeria team, man, because it would be Giannis, <laughs> OG, Spencer. Right. Oh boy. And that's without the whole situation of bam, you know, getting into that, you know, people was trying to, you know, it was controversial on the timeline. People were trying to make a controversy, but just bam and just I mean, just OG Giannis and Spencer, who that man. changes the whole that changes the whole dynamic. So right. hey, oof, man. It's right. tough, man. It, it's it's tough. Right. Make sure y'all give a follow. On Twitter at it's Kings Brad, myself at JJ, JJ Maple fifty five underscore MST. Follow, subscribe, 
to the pod. Uh, give us ratings. We appreciate all the feedback. Um, yeah, man. Anything else you want to say before before you get out of here, Kings? Anything you got to say? Uh, no, nah, not really, man. Just everybody enjoy these finals. Everyone enjoy what Giannis is doing. Everyone enjoy what Book and Aiden trying to do. CP3 trying to get that win. Uh, enjoy the Olympic hoops. Um, please, y'all, especially us as Black Hoop fans, bro. No need for any ignorance, man. Like, <laughs> when it comes to Olympic hoops, y'all, look. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it doesn't need to be said for us black folks. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think if teams winning, that's good for us. Team USA, black players on Team USA winning, that's good for us. No need for, you know, all the extra stuff y'all was doing online. That's true. I got my Umar meme off just for the jokes. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's you no, know, it's cool. I mean, everybody was getting their jokes off, you know, Nigeria Turner yeah. getting their jokes off, but like, you know, we know what's a joke, bro. You know right, what's right, a joke. Right, right. I understand. You know what's nonsense, like that Barstool pe- person was tweeting. Yeah, that was that was just racist. That some was other edge and some other edge lords just tweeting. It was some, you know, it was some other it was like not like a non-black person on my timeline who, who was doing that thing. I had to remove that person so fast. <laughs> Come on, y'all not like 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 you follow me a certain amount of time point. Like, no, you, you removed. You should know what I'm about. Don't put down my timeline. And then um next week we are gonna talk some Lakers. Um a lot of stuff coming about about guys being unhappy with inconsistent roles. Oh, so we definitely man. gonna cover that next week. So be prepared for that. Uh, on top of everything next week, man. Hey, man, they take, they're taking the heat off Dennis. Thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least Dennis had talent to keep. Right. The other two, I'm not so sure. <laughs> right. Trey's and Cool's killing me. But all right, man. Uh, thank y'all for supporting the pod. We are out of here. Y'all be cool. Yes, sir. Peace, y'all.